Hello listeners, welcome to a brand new episode on Project Spark. We wish you a happy new year. When I say new year, it always connects to new experiences, new encounters and even new resolutions. And all of us have those travel resolutions, right? We have an apt guest on the podcast today who will speak all about it and hopefully inspire you to gear up for those new experiences this year. Please welcome Bhavna Rao to Project Spark. She has spent 12 years in the travel industry after trying her hand at multiple corporate jobs that didn't make her happy. She has founded four travel-based companies which we will learn about in this talk today at different times in her career and has visited more than 45 countries on business. She has a wealth of knowledge about travel and we will dig into all of that today. Welcome Bhavna to Project Spark. Hey Pooja, thank you so much for having me here. I'm super, super excited to share my experiences and my, uh, you know, whatever wealth of knowledge, like you said, on, on everything travel with all of y'all. Uh, when you said that I visited 45 countries on business, I'd like to add that I think it's time now that I visit more countries on, on pleasure as well. No, that's true. I think you've mixed pleasure and business and this probably is one of those only times that that works. Let's actually dig into it through all these questions I'm going to ask you today. Super, looking forward. So Bhavna, travel seems to be that common hobby, that activity that's kind of become one of the describers of our personality. Even when we find partners or people we want to kind of hang out with, we connect mm-hmm. over travel. Almost everybody actually says they love traveling. But for me, when I think about travel, I think about somebody like you who is outright passionate, who looks at travel much beyond just a location or a journey. So tell us how did travel find you and what does it really mean to you? I like the way you said travel found me, but it truly did. You know, my childhood was spent constantly on the move, you know, as an army child. And I think that the whole passion and that thrill to be outside and experiencing new places actually came from there and came from that, you know, living the life of a gypsy. That's what I call myself. I lived my entire life as a, as a, as a gypsy. And that kind of prompted my decision in future. And I would also say that it didn't really, I mean, I didn't really uh, get into the space of travel like most people do as a discipline. It just happened to me. I I feel that I almost manifested travel in my life. And each thing that happened in my life after that seemed like uh, something that I so passionately wanted to do. And it just started coming to me because I dreamt about travel. I dreamt about being in different destinations, experiencing different things. You know, I had strange people in my dreams in different countries. So I felt that this whole thing about being in the travel industry was more of a manifestation than anything else. It really found me somewhere. How beautiful. I love it when you say manifested it. But it could have been anything, uh, Bhavna. It could have been music. It could be art. Anywhere that you kind of find yourself, that you manifest, that you dream about, uh, you know, even a way to introspect. But why did you pick travel? And and what is it for you that's beyond just a routine journey or a location? Yeah, yeah. like I said before, I don't think music and art picked me (laughs) and would ever pick me. It was really travel which picked me. So, no, but... uh, to be, to be very honest, I mean, I, I really feel travel is a space that kind of gives you that sort of a, you know, avenue to experience everything. So it's not, for example, music. I may not be a singer. I may not be an artist, but I get to experience music. I get to experience art wherever I go. So in a way, it's still there in my life. It's just that I appreciate it from outside and not being like someone who does it. 
That's awesome. I think that's that's the apt answer I was looking for. That travel found you and music and art didn't, but you found them through travel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, travel is a very generic category, though, uh, Bhavna. And there have been people, you know, big brands, big logos out there in the industry for decades. Mm-hmm. And you've started not so far long back, and and you still found that little gap, and you felt that you could give something to this industry. You could make an impact. with your business in this space how did that happen how did you find your niche uh so i think pooj that's a very very uh, good question of uh, you know i really have to go back many 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 uh, years to kind of uh, i'm i'm just thinking which was the point in my life which kind of triggered this uh, so i think it's one thing where you're passionate about travel you love to travel around the world if you have all the money in the world and you're able to like pick any destination on the map i i think it's an ideal situation to be in right but uh, to be planning travel to be behind the scenes to be creating those perfect itineraries and making people travel i think is also in an in a way it's a field where you need to stop thinking about yourself and start thinking about others so i think mm-hmm. as much as i enjoyed being being the one traveling i think there was also this whole passion about you know how do i make people feel what i went through so you know i had taken a break from my finance job which was my first job actually and i i was really sick and tired of that and i thought that i needed to be outside in a space where i could um, you know do some bit of self discovery and like really see myself in a space where i totally enjoy what i'm doing and i think that's when the travel bug bit me in a way that i didn't just want to be traveling but i also wanted people to experience what i was experiencing from travel i actually took a sabbatical and i took off to southeast asia where i also pursued my mba in travel and tourism because i i really thought that it was time that i sort of uh, became a little more serious about about travel so when i pursued my mba in travel i did have a lot of time in hand you know when i i was in southeast asia i was in bangkok and i realized that i could do a lot more than just you know study and this is a time when i actually took a break from everything else and i decided that this is a time that i i want to spend on myself and i want to travel so i backed and i traveled around southeast asia pretty much covering every every little town city that you can think of and uh, that kind of gave me that perspective that hey listen there's so much beyond textbooks right i mean there's so much that one can do and i would uh, share on social media of course social media wasn't big at that point in time but whatever social media and i would share my pictures and talk about people and i would talk about travel and that's when i realized this is my calling i mean this is what i need to be doing not just uh, experiencing it myself but like taking it to people as well and travel planning somehow came to me naturally because for me it wasn't really money at that point in time it was more about you know that satisfaction that that look on a person's face that oh my god i experienced it and it was lovely and i also worked briefly in a travel company in bangkok where we uh, were planning holidays for people coming into thailand so that gave me a good sense of uh, the industry how it functions what people are looking at and how do we create itineraries and basically all the all the back end work which i think i would have never gotten into unless i really worked in a travel company so i think that's how it all started and i felt that there was a gap in the industry because at that point in time i saw a lot of packages being circulated people were like just 
of course, I'm not talking about, you know, there are so many people who have like curated great itineraries and they've been in the space for a very long time and they've been doing a great job at it. But I really felt that there was still a space for people like me where I could like really take people beyond the usual itineraries and packages and really show them the true, uh, you know, uh, destination. So uh, that's how I really got into it. No, I think that makes sense. I mean, I also studied tourism and travel management in my degree course. And I understand exactly what you're saying. You know, you learn a lot on the textbooks, but when you actually go and experience a place, that's when you're like, hey, this is what I want people to see. This is what people pay money for and they should get their money's worth. It's not about just, you know, four, four ticks in a box. You go there and you stand and click pictures of just the main monuments or something like that. And and I definitely believe that there was this gap and the market is so big. There's always going to be a market for those kind of itineraries and for those that you are actually customizing for people. Right, so, right. Yeah. Like I always like to give this, uh, you know, uh, this example that, you know, travel is really more than just sipping margaritas <laughs> on a sun-soaked <laughs> beach, if I can say. I mean, there's so much more to experience, right? But having said that, I don't rule out that. I love doing that as well. But uh there's just no end to it, right? There's so much that you can do, explore, learn. Uh, it's it's such a great space to be in. That's right. One thing, Bhavna, though, see, I was also in the travel space. My first couple of jobs was in the industry. But over time, I realized, hey, I'm just here sending people on trips, planning it for them, and I don't get to go there. But mm-hmm. I see that you've been invited to even, you know, bigger uh, resorts. And, and when we spoke earlier, you said there were very few people from India being invited to some of these luxury resorts. How did that happen? How did you start being invited to FAMS, being that small new person in the industry? So I think it's really about, uh, you know, how confident you are about what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I think from day one, I was very sure that I was in here for like to make a difference. I wanted to like disrupt the market, if I could use that phrase. Uh, the idea was to be out there. So I think I did work a lot on relationships. I worked a lot on meeting the right kind of people, talking about my dreams, what I intend to do. And I think this kind of helps. I mean, it's always about, you know, you can't run a business if you are going to like keep it to just yourself. You you have to be vocal. Uh, you know, sometimes I feel that, oh my God, sharing itineraries would be like, you know, somebody would steal my itinerary. But the point is that if you're creating such itineraries and people are stealing your itineraries, it means you're doing a damn good job. <laughs> so it's really yeah. about being out there. It's really about talking to the right kind of people. It's really about marketing yourself. You market, I mean, I became brand Bhavna more than brand my company, right? People started talking to me because they wanted to either invite me or travel through me. So I think it was just about, you know, the right connections at the right time and talking to the right people and just keeping your eyes and ears open to opportunities. And that's how it all happened. Awesome. So usually when we travel, we're out of our comfort zone. We're in a new place. Language is different. Food is different. And there are bound to be some miscommunications, mishaps. And I'm sure with all your years of enabling travel for people, going with them, maybe even on your own sometimes, you've had these encounters. If there's an instance or two that you can recall, tell us about it because I'm sure listeners would probably be interested in, you know, knowing what happens behind the scenes. How can something go wrong? And probably they'll even give value to all the work that people like you do to enable us and, you know, anybody else travel so easily and and make the rest of the trip fun. 
Right. No, when you talk about mishaps, the only thing that I can think of is, you know, I had taken about 150 people to South Africa for the IPL match that happened in 2009, I think, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So this was like probably the biggest... Sorry, 150, yes. Wow, that's a big number, all in one group. All in one group. But what is more shocking is at that point of time, I was a sole person running my company. I had absolutely no help. And I kind of not only managed 150 people in South Africa, but also managed to get their visas. I still remember sitting outside a you know a visa office in Delhi I flew down to Delhi because I wanted to make sure that I get all my passports out before the travel so I've actually sat down <laughs> outside the visa oh office pushing God. them to like work oh on it but uh, so stressful and and all these people going there have no clue what's happening behind the scenes they're just packing their bags and getting ready to put up pictures on social and and you're doing this <laughs> absolutely but talking about mishaps I have to tell you this incident that happened in South Africa is just crazy you know obviously managing 150 people is not a joke we had a great partner in South Africa so I would definitely say that this wouldn't have been possible unless you know you really work with the right kind of people who understand your ethos and they work with you and they exactly know what you're thinking and how how to go about a trip right some of them haven't even traveled out of the country this was like a trip which was uh, you know, uh, uh, it was a contest which was announced by one of the top brands in India and people won the contest and they hence traveled. So a lot of people haven't gone out of the countries. Some have, but they're not used to someone chaperoning them, telling them what to do. And as you know, South Africa, I mean, there are parts in South Africa which are not very safe. And I do keep telling people that, you know, it's 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 great to travel, but, you know, you must, 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 uh, you know, uh, take uh, caution whenever you need to, right? I mean, it's not all about going anywhere, everywhere, whenever you feel like. When someone tells you to, like, exercise caution, you must listen to them. And I used to give these pep talks to the entire group. So there was this group which was going back to India. And I remember they were at the airport in, I think it was in Cape Town. And they were about to leave and I told the entire group that guys we have the lounge book for you so just hang around in the lounge don't loiter around especially don't step out of the airport even if it means you know this time for your flight or whatever so there were these two gentlemen who were like okay what can go wrong I mean we are from India I don't think things can go that wrong they actually stepped out of the airport and they stood outside on the road and there was a white guy who drove in a BMW and who kind of you know, stopped. I think he was in a cop's uniform or I don't know. These guys were totally intimidated and he asked for their passports and he mugged them in like broad daylight. Their passports were gone and, you know, they, they had attached some USD along with the passport. Everything was gone in like seconds. Oh, man. And it was so scary because you have like these two gentlemen now in a country and they don't have their passports and they need to be like brought back to India. So, I mean, we have had situations, of course, I mean, we kind of took care of it and we managed to get their passports, their money was gone. But, uh, but yeah, these are crazy situations and uh, it could happen to anyone, anytime. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of stories where people have lost passports and, and this stolen passports, broad daylight is a total different level of that story. But, but yeah, it, it's so much pressure on the person who's planning all of this for them and helping them out, right? Absolutely. And in travel industry, you're depending on so many people, right? I mean, for example, if someone brings an itinerary to you and says that, hey, listen, I got the same thing for a much cheaper price. You know, nobody's actually looking apples to apples. They don't know. We have spent years on building relationships with our partners across the world and we trust them. We know that if you're stuck somewhere, we know that they will have your back. 
because they 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 know us they have a relationship with us so i think that is so important for people to understand that it's not really apples to apples at the end of the day it is really relationships and people are should you be in a situation like that you need to have someone you know uh, being able to take care of you at that point in time correct that's what you're paying for you're paying for that trust that relationship and not really a piece of paper that tells you where to go when to go absolutely absolutely so on the other side of things bhavna how do you feel when people actually experience the time of their life and come and tell you that does that give you satisfaction that you have always been looking for and you know all those corporate jobs that didn't make you happy what is it no. is that the thing that makes you happy here Oh my god I think that is the sole reason why I'm in travel <laughs> the look on the person's face or that one testimonial or that one phone call where the person says oh my god I had the best time of my life you know but I have to narrate this story where we we had uh, planned a celebration for this lovely lady it was her 40th birthday and we had planned a beautiful celebration for her in India this was I think uh, towards the fag end of the pandemic we curated each and every experience there was like so much heart that went into every single whether it was a themed dinner or like a you know pool party or like even an experience or a picnic or whatever that was right and i personally gone for this trip myself to ensure that everything goes well you know after every event she would just come and she would just give me a hug and say bhavna you don't know what you've done oh and she would be like all teary eyed and that made me teary eyed as well and i would like think to myself that yes this is the reason why i'm doing what i'm doing so yes i think that gives me like absolute uh, you know i'm the most satisfied when my my travelers are satisfied and they're happy and they come back with a great feedback that's so cute when you spoke about the pandemic i had to ask you this the travel industry was the worst hit and your business must have really taken that hit too So how did your passion for travel survive during that pandemic and how did you feed that passion itself Oh my god pandemic was like the worst time ever but you know we kind of kept ourselves very relevant I think both me and my partner we were like talking every day and we were figuring out how to keep you know things relevant talk to our travelers talk to our instagram family and we were up to virtual tours and all kinds of things obviously that was not filling up our bank account and which obviously meant that we were not able to like pay our own staff or pay ourselves because these were like really hard times i mean you can survive a month or two but when it goes on for like two years it just kind of challenges you and you're like you know you you you're even thinking how am i even going to like survive tomorrow like it's yeah. so hard so during the pandemic uh, you know i i had sleepless nights i had sleepless nights i couldn't you know i was constantly thinking i'm like if this goes on for years how am i even going to like survive and what's my plan b and you know that's when i came up with this whole idea initially i was thinking maybe i should look at destinations which are close to bangalore where people can just take off for the weekend but people were either doing it already or everybody knew about these weekend destinations right you really didn't know didn't need somebody to curate a, a curate a two day itinerary for you outside of bangalore right that's when i thought you know how about these day outings i enjoy picnics i love that time when you're like outside in the nature just like being by yourself and just enjoying that time appreciating nature and just like lying down with a book and just spending that time right with your loved ones this also takes me back to my childhood days because you know when in our army days you, we would just take off from home just carry whatever was available at home whether it was like a little cookie packet or you know instant noodles or whatever and just take off to like some uh, 
hill hill close by and just have our own little picnic so we really let that in it blight in life and it keeps coming back to me all the time so that's when i thought of this whole thing about you know how about doing day picnics and it just excited me no end i started reading about it and i went to pinterest and i tried looking up who are doing picnics and i thought it was such a fabulous idea to like just create these curate these picnics for like people in bangalore and that's when i started picnic company of course you know initially when i started i thought that this is just going to be during the pandemic and then you know the interest is going to die down and people are going to like start uh, going back to the malls <laughs> <laughs> but i was wrong i think the interest has been just like just people are like so deprived of outdoors that i think uh, it it just stayed on so picnic company i started i started during the pandemic and even now we're doing like about 30 40 picnics a month it's just been an amazing journey wow i have to sign up for one of these picnics it sounds so cool and mm-hmm. it will bring back a lot of childhood memories for me too so, absolutely so- you must i mean it's amazing it really is uh, you know it, it's really enjoying the little things in life without like i mean we we provide you all the creature comforts you have like nice cushions and your food everything laid down so you really don't have to worry about anything you just come with your friends and family and just enjoy that time so cute So listen you've started four travel based companies there was Travel Mocha Stratos Lifestyles and Compass and the Picnic Company but each have been at a different situation different focus different clientele and all of that mm-hmm. but if you were to pull out one learning as a travel entrepreneur and share it with folks listening in who also could be travel enthusiasts or somebody maybe wanting to turn their passion into a career someday what would that little bit of a wisdom nugget be for them See I I wouldn't give any wisdom nugget which is what do you call specific to the travel industry but I would just say that you know everybody we will all face failures very often but I think what is important for all of us is to stick to what we really believe in and our definition of success should not be aligned to the world's definition of success I mean it should be a completely I would say selfish decision if you think you love what you're doing you may fail many times but just keep at it it will happen at some point in time like you said it's much beyond the travel industry it's something we could apply anywhere in life absolutely absolutely so babna if you had to bust some myths around travel what would those be and i will give you some prompts okay so yes please <laughs> keep your answers short so we know what's a myth and what the reality is okay right so if it's about backpacking and budget usually what's mm-hmm. the myth and what's the reality around that mm. oh wow that's a tough one fucking myth mm-hmm. uh like it's all hunky dory <laughs> and the reality is that it's not everything <laughs> can go wrong i mean you're like staying in hostels and you probably don't have like even a ceiling fan there in the hostel i don't know exactly. about today with airbnb exactly. things have changed you know? <laughs> when we watch movies and we see that people are in hostels we think oh everyone can do this but in reality i don't think it is no no it's not easy at all i don't think i would go back to my backpacker's life <laughs> again but having said that i think things have improved a lot more now i mean you have definitely much better uh, you know options for accommodation during the times that i backpacked i don't think i want to go back there all right so about luxury travel what is the myth there and what is the actual reality hmm luxury travels um no you could say a myth around experiential travel you know why 
around <laughs> You better be prepared. It's like you need a holiday after a holiday for sure. <laughs> oh God, tell me about it. <laughs> Let's end this with a quick, uh, rapid fire, okay, Bhavna? Oh wow! Very short, it's quick answers, right? Okay. Your favorite destination that would you would do anything to go back to? Japan, Japan, Japan. <laughs> okay, the three things that you will always pack for a trip. So it definitely would be uh, my phone, <laughs> undergarments, and maybe a jacket. <laughs> I I think I can survive without the rest. <laughs> awesome. In a new destination, what would you almost never miss? Sunrises or sunsets? Uh, I'm a I'm a morning person, so I think I would not miss the sunrises. But having said that, I love sunsets too. Nice. One thing that motherhood changed for you with respect to travel? Oh gosh, I can't travel on an impulse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of planning required. <laughs> I need to really think through it, and I have to talk to the right people and figure this out. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. But thank you, Bhavna. This was so much fun. I got to learn a lot more than my textbooks in the travel industry itself. <laughs> and it's been really a pleasure talking to you. And you were one of those first few people that I wanted on the podcast. I'm so glad that you made it. You made time for this. I Thank know. So I know we've been talking about it for so long and I'm super super happy that finally it happened and it was amazing amazing talking to you and you know thank you for asking all the questions brought back like a whole, whole lot of memories and things that I've been doing all these years. I think we don't talk about it often but it's good to like just relive those moments. For sure and you never know how this is going to ignite a spark for somebody else. Let's hope that happens. Absolutely. And I will see you at a picnic. <laughs> Thank you Pooja thank you so much this was lovely